Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Weekly Domestic, the podcast where we talk about our relationship and judge yours. Welcome back. I am Ash, otherwise known as Mango, and this is Tom, otherwise known as the Spiffing Brit. And today, before we jump into what we're doing in this amazing week's podcast, I have a very well-themed joke for you, Ash. Are you ready for this? I'm never ready for this, but go ahead. Okay, so what is the most broken item in Skyrim? What's the most broken item in Skyrim? Uh, All of Skyrim. A pot. The lock picks. Why would you say the, oh! a pot? Why would you say a pot? What did, I... you, did, what did you just not understand the joke? No, like, I meant most broken, like, people break it. And yeah, people, people break lockpicks the, the most. Time. There's no breaking pots in Skyrim. You can't break the pots. Not There's like, no physics like no. that. No. Yeah, there is. I've done it. Yeah, you can knock them over. You can't smash them. Yeah, knock them over. That makes them broken. <laughs> you can still pick them up. I've okay, smashed fine. them, I swear. Fine, 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 fine. What have I fine. been doing wrong in this video okay. game? I don't know. I don't know what you've been doing, okay? But you should be breaking lockpicks, okay? That's yes. the idea. Okay, the joke is it's broken and you think overpowered. You don't think, what if I knock a pot on the floor, okay? <laughs> I right. think about the pot. Stop thinking about the pots. Okay, here is here's another joke that you can actually do. And this one was very themed to your actual Skyrim playthrough because I watched you play and you were pretty much going through this 24-7. Okay. okay? What's Skyrim's national bird? National bird? The over-encumbered. Oh, no! <laughs> I absolutely hate that. You're just oh. running around with like four duplicate warhammers that all Excuse do the same me. damage that and are taking up all of your inventory. That's literally a lie. I have one of That's each. That's a lie, is it? Yes. <laughs> you don't need one of each. I may you never need one of each. <laughs> Look, right. Let's go into what we're talking about this <laughs> week, which is, if you didn't guess already, we set the goal to play Skyrim every day for a week and see what happened as a new experience because... I've never played Skyrim before, and how about you? I've played Skyrim a lot, a fair bit, but I'd never finished the Skyrim main story. So whilst I went into this with the idea of we have to play Skyrim every day of the week, I realised that actually I could beat this entire podcast challenge by just playing the entire thing in one day. And um, that's what I chose to do instead. What about you? I have not finished half of the game i've not even got to the first <laughs> boss um okay no you have gotten to the first boss kind well, of very but you haven't collected the elder scroll yet no i haven't and if you don't know anything about skyrim that is okay we aren't going to be going into super super detail we're kind of just talking about our experience in the rpg world of skyrim but if you don't know about skyrim what the hell is wrong with you and where have you been for the last 10 years play skyrim it's actually brilliant. I have a lot to say about it. it. For those of you who don't know what Skyrim is, uh, I would t say it's an RPG adventure game with dragons and fun. How about you? <laughs> Slap Tom? that on the box. That's the tagline. It's an RPG adventure with dragons and fun. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want it? Like, literally, it would sell out. It already did. Um, what would you describe it as? Like, for someone who's never I'd, seen I'd it, describe it as a, to an alien? Someone who's never seen it, an alien, I would describe it as uh, a derpy nightmare open-world sandbox with interesting stories. 
Really? A sandbox? Yeah, it's broken. What's a it's sandbox? a sandbox. Okay, you know how when you were a child, you were put in a sandbox. Maybe you weren't allowed to be put in the sandbox because of how naughty you were as a child. <laughs> I know. Probably all the other kids in the primary school were allowed in it and you were just banished into the corner. Actually, but it's a, a sandbox. lie. I had magic sand. <laughs> I had the oh, okay. Well, some of us in different households didn't have the budget for magic sand, okay? That's so okay. Um, a sandbox, the idea of a video game sandbox is you can do whatever you like in it. In the same way, in a sandbox, you can do whatever you like with the sand. You can shape it to be what you want. You make your own fun. Well, you Skyrim can't is the do same. whatever you want with sand, really, you can. can you? <laughs> well, you, you can eat it if you want to. I did you eat can sand shape it. as a child. That's true. You also ate Play-Doh, and you turned out fine yeah trust me <laughs> but don't do it honest i used to take sand out of timers you know that like those oh little timers God. in games i used to eat that sandwich. the hourglasses yeah 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 the hourglasses you ate hourglass doesn't that make you a time traveler if you because you're literally eating time at that point Ooh, that's I never pretty said powerful I wasn't. wow i'm engaged to a time traveler that's eat pretty sand cool. to make time <laughs> travel <laughs> <laughs> Don't open hourglasses, the forbidden time sand. That's what's inside them. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, no. Uh, have you ever watched that bit in Aladdin where he's in a massive uh, one of those hourglasses? Oh, the hourglasses and he's sinking. Yeah, oh, wait, it's I, not okay, him. Yeah, it's, it's Jasmine, isn't it? Of course. It's, it's the woman in distress, isn't it? <laughs> it's classic Oops, Disney, so yes. Classic Disney. But yeah, so we played Skyrim. Um, it was really fun. I played through the entire thing in one day. You still haven't finished it, but you still want to play it. Yeah. And overall, we really enjoyed it. And I think we should probably talk a little bit about how we were playing the game because we have two very differing experiences. I mean, I actually recorded mine and turned it into a video, but your experience is undocumented. And actually, actually, there's picture, okay. there's pictures to be <laughs> okay, inserted along the timeline oh of my gameplay. It was so cute. You were taking little screenshots when you were walking around. You were like, oh, this is a nice view. Take a <laughs> screenshot. Genuinely, okay, you reminded me of the uh, Skyrim grandma. So she's like this YouTuber with 90k subs or something. Should and she just plays Skyrim. Oh no, you God. shouldn't be because it's she plays Skyrim in the most wholesome way. Like she goes to places and looks at the views and takes a picture and shares it on Twitter and is like, hello, my lovelies. Look at this lovely view I saw today. Skyrim is beautiful. And it's so wholesome and you would do the same yeah because i just wanted to show off my gameplay <laughs> i don't know what to say maybe i'll post it on twitter but if you listen to uh no if you listen to the audio version of this um maybe i'll post some stuff on the weekly domestic twitter um if you're listening and watching on youtube you will see these along uh, oh the timeline goodness. of the video you could do like a whole photo album and just dump it there and it's like, here's my holiday pics in uh, Skyrim. <laughs> that would be good fun. Yeah, I love it. I love that idea. So should we start with you? Uh, because <laughs> you glitched your way through that game. Yeah, so I wanted to beat the entire main story because I haven't done it before, but I'd already done parts of the main story, and so I pretty much uh, game-skipped all of the parts of the story I'd already done. So there's a few moments that take a lot of time, like, for example, the Falmore Embassy quest. You have to basically get smuggled into a party, then fight your way through the party, get some documents, and then escape. I bypassed all of that by pushing a bucket up against a wall and just stealing the documents and leaving 
building immediately. Uh, how did you do it? Can I, I'm sorry. Can I, can I just say the way you just described that quest is the most simple way it could have ever <laughs> been described and it is not true the way that plays out. Well, your experience was the exact opposite because I did that quest in less than 10 minutes and it took you about half a day. I was stuck fighting people at every moment. My my level of sneak went up uh, about 20, like genuinely, like 20. So in Skyrim, if you don't know, there's lots of different things you can do and there's lots of different people you can be. Um, I chose to be a dark elf uh, just for the... I wanted to be a hot lady, okay? <laughs> Let's just go there. Um, no one will judge you. Yeah, because I am an elf at heart. And, uh, <laughs> wow. I wow, I can't believe I'm engaged to an elf A time-travelling elf. <laughs> time-travelling elf. Well, at least, you know, you didn't pick Khajiit, because then I'd be marrying a furry, I guess. So well, each to their own. So um, I wanted to mainly steal things off of people. I wanted to pick locks, be sneaky, be naughty, and be powerful. So they were like the things I was going for. Um, what did you start as? Well, I would like to say that it's very interesting watching your playstyle because you're right, you went for the idea of being a rogue who sneaks and pickpockets, but you actually picked the exact opposite weapons that most people who do sneak builds do. You went for a two-handed warhammer, which means you have to get right up and close to people, and you were wearing heavy armor, which basically makes you really loud and much harder to sneak in which is quite entertaining because you basically made your life a lot harder. I, however, went for the build of extreme heavy armor by exploiting the game to stack 70 sets of heavy armor on myself to practically make me immortal. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. But who are you? So what? What is your? So what's your actual build? Is it a strength build? Then yes, I assume. Uh, I guess the term would be tortoise because I didn't actually spec into anything really, other than I just got basically the dragon's bane sword and I used that to beat the game. Okay, because I only had to fight like four times. Is a, a sword that specifically kills dragons, which is something you need to do. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to truly cheese it, there is a special hidden dagger in the game that has a 1 in 100 chance of killing whatever you hit, which is a very fun little dagger. I know, you're pulling like a face as if you just ate a lemon because you didn't know that dagger existed. Well, it's not that I didn't know ex existed. It's like, I, do I don't think I want to take that 1 in 100 chance against any dragon. I'm sorry, no, it's, it's not fun. I'd rather one just hit them the final three boss. times. Okay, well, I'd like to see you hit the final boss just three times and win. Uh, maybe not the final boss. I'm just talking about regular dragons here. Okay, regular dragons. Regular dragon, dragons. Dragon light edition rather than deluxe dragon. Yeah, when you say things like that, it makes me think bad things. <laughs> Why would you say light and then deluxe? It just takes deluxe. my brain to condoms, and it's not my fault. Either. Oh, I was thinking about bad dragons, which is a whole different no! of fish. Oh, no. Oh, no. We've been banned. We've been banned off of all the platforms. All right, that's oh, it. fuck. What are we I, I'll do? go downstairs and hit you on the head of a baguette to clear your mind. Okay, oh, horny yeah. Bonks. Please do it. Please do okay. it. Okay. Don't say it like that. Please. <laughs> Jesus hit Christ. Hit me with your breast, thick. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Um, let's completely change the subject by talking about what of our relationship problems we have to solve this week, and then we'll go back to Skyrim. So basically, we asked out on Twitter for anyone who had relationship problems they want solved. You can dump them in the YouTube comment section or the email as well. But this time we're pulling from Twitter, and we got an amazing relationship problem that needs to be solved from the lovely majestic Potato McWhiskey. What is it? Is temporarily storing small pieces of rubbish on the floor. <laughs> when you <laughs> sorry, let me start it's okay. again. Go for it. <laughs> Is temporarily storing small pieces of rubbish on the floor when you are focused, okay or not? <laughs> so what? <laughs> I guess here's how I interpret it. Okay, Potato's a busy person, and um, when he's focused on literally anything, he just walks around his house dropping little bits of breadcrumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's way better than what I was imagining. Oh my okay, god. Okay, how do you picture this problem? Get a desk bin. <laughs> get a desk bin. Just like, the solution is just get a bin and put things in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh no, no! But he he could be he could be a mobile guy, and so I've got a solution. Okay. I've got the solution. You know how the horses in London have to have big old bags behind them to auto collect the poop oh, no. it comes out. <laughs> he has to walk around with this gigantic plastic bin bag strapped to the back of him, and he can just <laughs> yeet things up behind him, and they land in there. Well, I think this is a problem because if he's mobile right and thinking and focusing he's just dropping it he he's not in front thinking about it right? ah he's so just you're saying the bag it. has to be in front of him i'm saying i have a, a a new solution okay what's your solution then don't give potato anything with a wrapper <laughs> what just don't give him anything to hold on to no give him the food or the snack don't put it in a wrapper <laughs> Is that, is that not the solution here? Because well, I like, don't know. It doesn't imply that he's dropping litter. It implies that he's dropping everything, okay? Well, I think we both agree that dropping it on the floor isn't okay. <laughs> but it's not not okay either. So there's a, there's a middle ground here. I found the middle ground, okay? Mm. You know, okay, this is even better. So... I think we shouldn't punish him for the fact that he stupidly drops everything on the floor. I think stupid. we accept that. It's okay. He knows I love him. I think the solution, so that he can keep happily dropping things on the floor, but they don't get in the way of the floor and they keep the floor clear, is to change the floor. Now, here's how we do it. You know those, like, meshes at jungle gyms, which are, like, elastic bands crossed together in, like, a hex shape? No. Like a trampoline, like an enlarged trampoline, but with gaps on the elastic bits. Right. That way, when he drops stuff, it just falls through the gaps, but he can safely bounce over the floor. So he's bouncing along the floor and he's able to just drop stuff and it falls into a pit beneath his house. Right. So turn your house into a trampoline park. Is what uh, into, a, into a jungle gym, yes. Turn his house into a jungle gym with an abyssal pit underneath it, which he drops all of the rubbish into. And when that fills up... Uh, move house. <laughs> I wasn't expecting move house. Oh, God. Just start again. Okay, I have, I have another solution. Okay. Okay. Train 
a pet to follow him with a mini hoover. Oh, that would be cute. Wouldn't it? Wait, can't you just get a, a Roomba and that would just do it automatically? That's not as fun. Okay, you're right. But also, Roombas don't require food, watering and training. But the pet might keep him less focused and more oh, happy. Oh, that's true. More so happy and less likely to drop stuff. Yes, exactly. And then when they do, if it's a dog, it will try and eat it, alerting him that there's something on the floor he needs to pick up. Or if you train the dog or pet, train your fish. I Train your fish, put your fish on a rumba. <laughs> That's the best. Put your fish on a Roomba. <laughs> You've trained your fish to vacuum up if you put your fish on a Roomba. How's it gonna? How's it gonna suck up the stuff? What What's the fish gonna do? How's the fish gonna pick up the stuff on the floor? The Roomba picks up the stuff on the floor. So what's the point of the fish? <laughs> to, to keep to keep him distracted and happy instead of focused, so he drops less things on the floor. At this point, we might as well have one of those dangly cat toys that just wiggles around a bit to keep him entertained. Oh, my God. I think there's many solutions there, but I'm just saying goldfish. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Goldfish, well, it would have to be a big Roomba because you can't be putting fish in circular bowls. That's not acceptable. (laughs) Just to be clear, don't put your fish in a circular bowl. It's bad for your fish. Please don't make me sad. I love fish. (laughs) <laughs> I love fish. You don't love fish. You hate fish. You I don't, don't like even like eating, eating fish. fish. <laughs> no. But I have I have the final solution, okay, which focuses on the fact that he only drops stuff when he's focused. Right. Okay? Here's my solution. He needs to buy exactly four vacuum cleaners and put two in the rooms he goes into and leave them on permanently. Try being focused if there's the sound of two vacuum cleaners <laughs> on just two meters away from you permanently. You will never be focused again and consequently you will never drop anything again. So solution is just don't be focused, noob. Just don't be focused. Just stick smoke a load of stuff and then no! uh, <laughs> just that, put on yeah, some I'm vacuum sorry. cleaners. We are not actually promoting smoking drinking or putting your goldfish on a rumba please don't do these things don't, don't do any of these things but do draw fan so and do and do build a jungle gym with a pit in the floor we're saying that one's okay <laughs> that one's fine the yes. rest aren't okay yes. don't do the other stuff don't do the other. okay well go into the comments section and say which solution you think solves this one and why not even try and come up with a solution to poor potato yourself and uh, we'll pass them on to him <laughs> and after that beautiful interlude oh, i God. think uh since we have now kind of explained the ways we've played skyrim i think we should talk about what what our experience was like i think if you go first have the floor completely and um, okay. tell me what if you had any revelations, if anything was different to when you'd played it before, and the effects on playing it all at once. Okay. Uh, it's interesting for me, because playing it all in one go was actually really fun. I haven't played a game all in one go for quite a while, except maybe when I binged The Witcher 3 was probably the last time I did it. And playing all of Skyrim one sitting was lovely. I got really immersed in the world, even if I was breaking it and like falling through the world and skipping a bunch of stuff. I, it was still a beautiful world. I think, especially for me, 
the highlight was going to Sovereign Guard, um, which is a bit of a spoiler for you, but you have to go to Sovereign Guard for the main quest, and it's basically the land of the dead Nord heroes. So all of the best fighters, the greatest people of Skyrim, all, are all there feasting permanently. And the world is beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. The sky just looks absolutely wonderful and this game's 11 years old and yes i was playing with like the um the updated graphics so they looked fantastic and it just felt brilliant it really did i was truly looking at this world and going damn todd howard you designed something beautiful and i'm happy i played it it looks really nice how about you um i had a lot of discovery about myself which is not <laughs> something i thought i'd do now that's a that's a news article right there i discovered myself was playing skyrim <laughs> i'm a real gamer um what did you discover about yourself the fact that you like eating cheese wheels no um no i just so every so if you've ever watched my twitch content before now you i've tried to play other rpgs i started on twitch playing the witcher and then I played, what was that other one? The Outer Worlds? Or what? Worlds. It was the Outer Worlds, yep. It was. And there's a few others that have been scattered in there. RPGs. And I never really actually connected with the game in the same way that I've connected with Skyrim. And I was entirely shocked by the way I was playing RPGs before and how that was at all entertaining because i was actually so disconnected and could not give two f's about the storyline that why i was just playing it like a souls-like game which took most of the fun out of it entirely because i play souls likes but it i can play multiple different games in multiple different styles and that's something that i think took time for me um and it did take time because I've been uh, playing this every single day. Yeah. So I want to also ask a very important question, which I already know the answer to, and that is, why has it taken you 10 years to play Skyrim? It has taken me so long because, because <laughs> I got sucked into this world. Well, first of all, I could not sit down and play it like you did. I tried. I genuinely tried to sit down and play it like you, and my brain just is not built the same. Even without skips and stuff, I was in this, like, I haven't played an RPG in so long. I've never played a Skyrim-like game. So I'm like, my brain couldn't comprehend what the game wanted to me, me to do at first. And also, I'm playing in an entirely new experience. So what's really important to bring up is I was playing this on the Nintendo Switch. You were playing on PC. I'm generally yes. a PC gamer. So it was really difficult to get a hold of what the Nintendo Switch controllers were like and the, the bugginess of it. Um, it is harder to navigate the world, I've noticed, for you on the Switch. The controls are a little bit harder. Like Even just aiming your hits at the enemy is quite difficult, because especially enemies that are mobile, if you have a slow-moving attack, they can quite easily dodge it. And equally, if you have a very focused attack like a bow, there's pretty much no chance you're going to hit your target. But one thing I did want to mention is that this isn't technically your first time playing Skyrim, because you did play Skyrim before, and you <gasps> vowed... Never to play oh it again. Oh, God, we're bringing this up already. 
Oh. I think we should bring this so up. So one of my first... The time I ruined Skyrim. Yes. This is what made me completely step away from any RPG and actually made me say I didn't like RPGs. Because I don't know if you know, playing video games with Spiff, i.e. single-player video games with Spiff, and I say Spiff because at the time, well, you did glitch your way through it in the same way Spiff would as Tom. But when I was first playing it, I think you'd also just recorded a video. So you were kind of in this in-between Spiff Tom part of your like life, I guess, I would say. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was wanting to see the game almost cracked and played in the same way I was. And it was almost like I couldn't comprehend the parts you were struggling with, which makes sense now because you'd never played an RPG before. But the point of contention came to the first dragon okay. that you have to fight at the, uh, the lovely little tower. Yeah. How Let did that go? Let me explain. Uh, Tom sat me down in front of his computer and said, I want you to play this game. And I was like, okay. He said, WASD, shift, control space, mouse one, two. I'm like, right, okay. So it's the same as CSGO <laughs> in controls. And then he's like, yeah, but you can do this, 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 and this as well. And I was like, what did you just say? I completely didn't hear any of that. And then this dragon shows up and I'm like, Whoa, 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 what's going on? How do I hit this? How do I hit this dragon? It's just breathing fire on me. What's going on? I'm not fire resistant. I'm, I'm like, I'm dying before I get to the dragon. I didn't know bows and arrows existed at all. <laughs> because you only had a sword equipped. Yeah. So I spend about half an hour trying to kill this dragon. And by this point, Tom, you would, you would actually walk I away. Uh, yeah, and also I remember I made you lower the difficulty of the game from adventurer to novice because yeah. I was like, well, she's new. It'll take her a while to kill the dragon. Maybe on novice she can do it, no problem. You still couldn't defeat the dragon. And then uh, you came back in after half an yep. hour. You said, yep. oh, come here, let me show you. So I think, right, he's going to give me some tips, some tricks. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm excited because I'm enjoying this. Like, I'm enjoying the hardness of it and I'm enjoying the world and things. I just want to be able to do it. So he sits down and uh, TMI, I had I sit on his lap. And um, you put all your hands on the WSD. And as I realize what's going on, my heart sinks and we'll go to you on what you did. What did you uh, do, Tom? I then proceeded to open up the command console, click on the dragon and type the word kill and hit enter. And then the dragon died. I then cried <laughs> <laughs> for about 30 minutes, telling him he'd ruined my game. How could I learn from this experience? And I am never playing Skyrim again. Oh, God, and, yeah. And that is why we set ourselves this challenge, because, God damn, I still can't believe you did that, but you are one of the worst teachers of video games. I that am. is not a way to teach someone to do something. You just left me alone for half an hour with game mechanics. I had no idea. I didn't know where I was. Like, I didn't even have the background story of what you'd just done. That beginning part of Skyrim, going through and killing, like, little things, actually 
acquaint you with that so that this time I one hit that dragon. You best know. Yeah. But I am much better as a gamer. Yeah, you have improved a lot over the last few years. And yeah, this time when you actually played it on the Switch, yeah, you, you pummeled that dragon into the ground. No problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Hats off to you. Thank you. You've I had, improved. I had fire resistance, number one. And number two, I knew what arrows were. Number three, I hit it many times. In Good the job. space. In the face. My Take anger that at dragon. That point, and you know what? You know what? After so many years of being sad about that dragon, finally the weight lifted off my shoulders <laughs> as I had completed this quest. <laughs> well like, done. And then after that, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm in love with this game. You know? Yeah, and you went off and you played the game. And you even did a few side quests. I remember I judged you immensely for one of the side quests because I walked in on you uh, betraying the Red Guard woman in Whiterun and handing her over to the people who were searching for her and trying to basically take her back home. Like, that's betraying a person who just said they trusted you and then you marched them off to their death for a cheap bounty. They... That's evil. No, it's not evil. I'm sorry, that's I can't evil. trust this random woman. Just because she said she trusted me. But she me. trusted you. Right, yeah, but so one woman says, hey, I am a good woman. Trust me. And then you go and search for the man that she says, oh, these guys are searching for me. Go talk to him. There's five guys there trying to get her. <laughs> She's clearly done some shit to have at least five guys searching for her. Who do you trust? Five people or one woman in a hideout in a pub? So you're telling me if there was a woman in a pub and she said, help, I need help getting away from these five guys who are chasing me, you'd go up to the five guys and be like, yeah, I got your girl. Um, how much are you going to give me? And I'll, I'll walk her out here to you. I just need a bit of cash from you, okay? A little bit of cash, and I'll betray her trust. <laughs> no. And then you're like, don't worry, I've got your taxi. Come with me just around this back alley. Oh Bam, get her, guys. No, Go get her. That is That's the what worst you did. That's I've what you did. That's you literally round the back of the stables, which is the Skyrim equivalent of the taxi rank. I'm okay? sorry. It is not the same. <laughs> I would not listen to this if this was real people on the streets. Please do not make me feel bad about my in-game atrocities when they are not outside of the game world. Thank it's you. okay. I, you I talk don't... about some of your in-game atrocities. Yeah. I think you've done much oh. worse. What's the oh, worst thing God. you did in this playthrough, huh? In this playthrough... Um... I don't think I actually committed any atrocities in this playthrough. I broke petty war crimes, yes, and some petty laws, yes, but there were no war crimes or atrocities committed beyond maybe mass murdering a few Falmer. But if anything, they kind of had it coming. And I guess also agreeing to side with a known war criminal whose name I can't say else it will get rid of a spoiler. So um, I guess that's the biggest atrocity I committed? I think that's worse than what I did. I don't think so. No, no. just saying, when I walk, just to defend myself here, when I walk this woman around to the side, <laughs> she's like, what's all this then? And crossed her arms. Like, she knew 
like you could see in her eyes she was guilty. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Sorry, you could look in her eyes and say, "Yep, she looks guilty to me." No, she was guilty <laughs> because she immediately knew who that guy was, and she was like, "Yo, I can't believe you've done this to me," and tried to come at me, and I'm like, "Woo!" And then he paralyzes her, right? But I, what the hell? No, no, no. That's no. horrible. But I was no, no, not forever. Not forever. Only to Not transport forever. her. And he said he wouldn't hurt her. <laughs> right? And, and if I made sure he didn't hurt her when I was there. Because if he even tried, sure. I would have killed him too. Sure. That Just makes when it better, you were there. Right? It's okay if you're protecting her from harm when you're there for the five second period but not the like month long journey she now has to spend paralyzed going back to her homeland <laughs> if she did wrong things in her homeland it is not my fault does skyrim have an extradition policy with her homeland okay now that's the true question because i don't know if they do i don't know what that question means <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's fine. One day I'll teach you about extradition. Okay. It's okay. Very good. Oh dear. Um, so I think the other thing I think that it changed. Actually, talking about like the consequences of video games, I used to just go around killing whoever in whatever RPG. I actually didn't care for the character. Yeah, you were a mass murderer. It was terrifying to watch you play. Yeah, and now I don't do that. I am much more, I, I choose who I'm killing and I make sure <laughs> it's only if they're attacking me. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, I, like, I was going to say, yeah, you've changed so that you're much more compassionate and you're not always picking the evil option in dialogue. But then I remember that you just led a woman to be paralyzed. <laughs> so uh, swings and roundabouts. No, because, no, at least I didn't kill a whole village. I mean, I've done that before. That's true. That's game. true. So I think That's it just true. changed the way because I was so invested in the story, and I think if I ever go back to playing RPGs when I'm back on Twitch, it's going to be a whole new experience. In fact, I might play Skyrim again just for fun, and I might play wow. The Witcher again just for fun. Can you imagine? Now you've got me into it. Now I've got too many hobbies. I don't have time to do anything other than play video games and play Magic <laughs> the Gathering. Also, sorry, I just need to tell you, Merry Christmas. I got a Magic the Gathering advent calendar. Okay, now that's, uh, yeah, I suppose we can briefly talk about Christmas, um, although that will probably get brought up more in the next episode, so stay tuned for next week's episode, which will be all about Christmas. But yeah, I got you a Magic Advent calendar for Christmas. It's mm -hmm. full of Magic the Gathering cards that you open each day, yeah. and I, you got me a gigantic lush bath bomb set, which is like a bath bomb each day, which is amazing and absolutely brilliant. We also, I just want to take a tiny, tiny bit of time to talk about the other Advent calendar we got. Well, the other two. First of all, we got Georgie one, which is not the one I want to talk about. She loves it. She absolutely loves it. Um, I often, like, I, you know, I don't often do stuff like this. I, I don't normally feel like this is somewhere I talk about it on the podcast, but I think it's really nice. Something that we've woken up to is something called Advent of Change. Um, and it's a little advent calendar where every day, instead of, opening chocolate or something for yourself it's all for different charities and it's really nice because it, it tells you exactly what you've provided for somebody or 
or done for a charity and there's many different yeah. charities involved so it's really lovely and it was almost terrifying yesterday when the one you opened up was a free school meal given to like a, a child in the uk who otherwise would have gone hungry mm. and the charity that did it was the same charity that gave you a free school meal yeah when you were younger and uh, otherwise would have gone hungry which is actually insane mm -hmm. uh that yeah i would have gone hungry i think it was just yeah. i had i didn't have free school meals at one point in time i had assisted school meals i think you had breakfast right that was it yeah breakfast yeah. club yeah. but there you go <laughs> it's a the breakfast club <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely way it like it's a nice advent calendar i think because we don't really need anything but happy feelings of helping others is something i can always do with well i do now, need magic <laughs> you do need magic cards that's why we also got ourselves something because I, i'm sorry the, look if you're giving to charity, also get yourself a chocolate or something, you know. <laughs> you got to look after yourself, too. <laughs> you know. Okay, I've got another question. Okay. Why did the vampire love to raise the dead? This doesn't sound like a question. This sounds like a joke. Maybe. Do you want to say it again? And I will listen to it as a joke. <laughs> no. Why did the vampire do what now? Why does the vampire love raising the undead? It's about raisins. Because he's into necromancing. Oh, really? <laughs> Come on, that's good. It's double meaning. There double was a meaning. brilliant raisin joke the other day. Raisin joke? Oh, yeah. the raisin joke I came up with. Oh, that was... Uh, don't say it now. We'll say I've it on the next it. episode. We'll say the raisin joke on the next episode. Okay. You've got time. So, anything that you experienced that changed your play style or anything that was really notable to you in this playthrough? I think the biggest change in this playthrough was um, the use of the armor stacking exploit, which I haven't done before in Skyrim, and it was really, really fun. Um, and it's kind of opened up this whole world of possibilities when it comes to now that you can stack multiple effects and modifiers, it's theoretically possible that I can create a character that is resistant to every type of damage and can like have infinite health, infinite stamina, infinite magicka, uh, does like infinite unarmed damage. Basically, I want to build a god that just can't die. And I think now that I know I can stack armor, and its effects, that should be relatively easy and fun. Do you think you have a god complex that you are playing out in video games? Um, I don't think I have a god complex in video games because I already know I'm god, so that's, like, quite easy. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I do have a god complex. I think when I was younger I probably did, and that might explain why I've always played games in this kind of way but i think there's just something quite fun about playing a game that you've already played through normally with like silly broken stuff because it is always an a, like a refreshing take on a play style if instead of playing skyrim and you know you have to manually fight everything and it's a challenge you can instead role play as a wizard but as if magic was like dialed up to crazy levels whereas instead of it being like you know sky magic where a lightning bolt basically gently tickles someone a lightning bolt is a bloody lightning bolt and getting hit by one is going to evaporate your body that's mm. the kind of like magic that i prefer usually in fantasy worlds and exploiting games allows me to kind of make that a reality well, I mean, yeah, next time I play Skyrim, I'm going to play the Weeboo edition, so... The Weeboo edition? Yeah. 
What's the Weibo edition? There's like an edition with all anime characters instead of Skyrim models. Oh my god. <laughs> there's no you say that there's there's mods there's so many mods in Skyrim you can do anything, okay? Can you create so, everything to be turtles? I don't think so. Easy, easy peasy. One hundred percent there's a mod for that. There's a mod for everything. There's a mod that turns every guard in Skyrim into a chicken. Look, a chicken? A chicken with a little guard hat. Oh my god, how could you kill those? Well, you just punch it, swing at it, set it on fire, you name it. No, but they're so easy to kill, right? Well, yeah. Right, so that defeats the purpose. Potentially. Right, no, I mean like I want to keep them the same, but make them look cool. And then maybe I won't want to hurt oh. them even more. Okay, well if you want to change the way the characters look, uh, be careful what you go searching for on the Skyboard forums. Because yeah, <laughs> no, about 80% of it is a little bit risque. Nudity. <laughs> like, genuinely, it's amazing. I genuinely think, like, Skyrim as a whole, one of the reasons it's been going for so long and is so well replayed is the fact that the modding scene is so active and genuinely the reason why the Skyrim modding community is so active is because of all of the goddamn nudity mods. They just joking? keep pumping those bad boys out. Nope, genuinely, genuinely. It's like three and five mods for Skyrim that are released each day are just nudity mods. They keep that community going. It's terrifying. Nudity, but there can't be... I guess there can be many, many different kinds. There can be many different kinds for everyone's cup of tea. Oh my god, do you think they have a mod where they turn everything yes. into a cup of tea? Yes, there is a mod for that. <laughs> of course there is a mod for that. Uh, but yeah, I think I learned a lot. I really enjoyed the side quests in um, Skyrim, and I definitely think I'll be playing it more. Good. Good, good, good. I think you? I will... I'll be playing it the exact same amount I normally play it, which is about once every month and a bit. Right, so it's not really changed you, has it? No, not in the slightest. You didn't have a no. life-changing experience like me. Um, I kind of want to eat a cheese wheel, so I might go downstairs to the fridge and get a baby bell after this. <laughs> right, okay. Oh my gosh, something else I really want to do is cook. You want to cook oh, in not, Skyrim? Yeah, not in the real world. <laughs> In Skyrim, I've got okay. so many things saved up. I've got so many bits of salt saved up just so I can cook. There's That's just because you're a hoarder. No, I'm not a hoarder. I you know are I'm a hoarder. I've seen your inventory. But it's because I like to choose what I want because I like to sell things to people. <laughs> but when you sell stuff to people, you hardly turn any profit. I do. And it's not like I, it's not like you buy anything anyway. Me, you're talking to a thousand air. A thousand air. Yeah, you are. I'm at, money in Skyrim is not hard to come by. I am at four thousand whatever the currency is, and I four thousand whatevers. I'm at four thousand whatevers. Skyrim bucks. And I'm very happy about it. And you know what? I'm a bit of a dragon myself because I'm sat on these coins and I don't like to buy anything. Okay, okay, that's fine. Good for you. You just hold that up like a dragon would. Rah, don't come near me, you bitch. <laughs> Get away Can from me. Can we isolate? <laughs> I want an isolated bit of your audio, which is just rah, don't come at me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just would like that on a button so I can press it whenever I need to. No, I feel oh. like you need it as a ringtone. <laughs> when I call you. <laughs> just to remind you to be in, good, in a good mood when you pick up the phone. 
Oh, speaking of good moods, I want to bring your mind back to a time when you weren't in a good mood oh. and you were an angry dragon. Okay. Oh, no. Are you ready for this? No. So we have kind of quite a few rituals that we do. So whenever we go somewhere, there's almost like an expectation of we do X, we do Y, we do Z. You know, it's pretty standard. Like, say, if we visit a, a like say a Costa and I get myself a cup of tea and you get yourself whatever we always get like a small cup of cream for Georgie yeah. uh, which is a pup cup that's like you know a ritual now but one ritual we had when we were younger was whenever we went to a cinema together we'd always buy the same drink which is like this iced slushy drink and it has two sides and you can share it and it comes with two straws the perfect drink to share on a date so we'd always get one of those and share it lovely and romantic very cute this is called what not to do on a date yes <laughs> okay i don't know if it, if what i did was that bad okay to me it was I know, horrifying i know that to you it was if i just murdered a child in front of you um if anything, actually, maybe three children. I don't think one child would have cut it. Yeah. So um, we go and we watch a film. Um, it was you Harry already... Potter. It was Harry Potter. The, um, the last one. The last of the Harry Potters. Yeah. Um, you were quite excited. And I was really thirsty and quite peckish that day. And we normally get one of these drinks and a large popcorn. That's pretty standard. You end up eating about 80% of the popcorn. That's fine. I accept that. But because I was really wanting one of these slush drinks, what I did, instead of ordering one to share, I ordered two. And as I ordered two, I looked over at your face and your eyes were like... Sorry, what the, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Did you just say what I think you said? You, broke you didn't say a anything. And I but was I didn't know what I'd done wrong. On the inside. I, just... I was absolutely <laughs> disgusted. How could you break number one, our movie tradition, and number two, the way for me to hog more slush as well? What the heck? <laughs> I just wanted to actually drink some of the slush and maybe even have some of the popcorn. Like, I know the popcorn's going to be hogged by you. That's fine. I know the slush gets hogged by you. That's fine. But I thought if we had twice the slush, then even if you took 80% still, I'd still double the amount I had. And that would be fine. I could live with 40% of one slush. Right. But is that the acceptable thing to do? When you have a tradition, <laughs> don't go throwing it breaking away. Breaking my heart. Yeah, don't go breaking my heart. Because guess what? One of my favorite bits about the cinema is when... Because I go to the cinema and I really watch the film. I'm not one of those people who's talking in the middle of it. That pisses me off. I try not to go to the toilet in the middle. Sometimes I have to if it's like an extremely long film like The Irishman or something like that. Um, or June. That was a bit long but I feel like I could have held it I didn't but anyway and I like to stay at the end of the credits and sometimes I really want to clap but I'm not allowed to clap <laughs> you're not allowed to clap we're in the UK you do not clap in cinemas that is wrong I think we that's should foreign. start clapping you know that's we should how we not. identify each we other. should not start clapping listeners if you are at a film at the end clap quietly really quietly and if someone joins in one of us is there <laughs> One of us. If you just, if us. you're going about in your daily life and you just, you see, you see Ash in the wild, just go up to her and gently start clapping, <laughs> just quite quietly, just start clapping, and she'll know who you are. I, it might terrify her, but 
it might also recognize. I might have a panic attack, but I you also might prepared. be like, whoa, yeah, clap. And then I'll give you yeah, a, clap, a round back. of applause. Everybody give you, everybody right now, wherever you are, let's all give ourselves, I feel like a school teacher, let's all give ourselves a round of applause. Have a round of applause. In a circle, in a circle. In a circle. you got to clap in a circle. That's how you do it. Yeah. The round of applause. Yeah. So oh. just to say, do that at the end of the film. But anyway, uh, when I told you the problem, because one of my favorite parts is, like I was saying, I like to watch the film, is when I go for a drink and you've accidentally gone for a drink at the same time and I get to feel your warmth, but also keep looking at the film screen. And that is the most romantic <laughs> I will get <laughs> in the movie uh, theatre. Um, That's true, because I can't interrupt your viewing experience. Like, uh, no. if I were to even so much as poke you, that's too much. Well, hold your hand, that's way too much. Yeah, unless can't I hold your hand if it's a scary film, that's different. That's different, but, yeah. Because that adds to the tension, in fact, because you're waiting. But anyway... Yeah, so you ruined one of my favourite parts about being in a film with you. <laughs> I can't believe I ruined a film by just buying an additional drink to share. One of but my you didn't see it. most excited for films. That. One of my most, my best, my most looked best. forward to films. Harry Potter, the last one. I love Harry Potter. I absolutely adore it. Here I was, so hyped up. Here you are ruining part of my <laughs> massive experience i just wanted to have more drink to share it was a tasty drink and you know what was really funny what was the thing you said when i told you that that was the problem i can't remember what did i say we could share both <laughs> yeah that's what i said and you were like that doesn't solve the problem <laughs> You've still upset me. <laughs> I was so upset by that point. I don't think you could have gone back. That was a lose-lose no, lose situation. Have oh, I ever God. broken a tradition like that with you? Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you next week. Okay. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. No, I'm respectful of our tradition uh no you're you're not okay you're respectful of our traditions but you're not respectful and i'd like to hearken on back to about uh 10 minutes before we recorded this podcast when you were using some illegal pets in super auto pets the fun versus battler game and you were using hedgehogs to ruin all of the fun for everyone else just because i okay? beat you in super auto pets doesn't mean you have to be salty it's currently a draw uh, cha -cha -cha. I, know, I know i know you beat me once i beat you once yes we're at to draw currently but draw. i beat you in the first game and that's what made you extremely salty and then you convinced me to get wow. rid of my hedgehog and i didn't and that's why i didn't win match number two anyway let's go into our <laughs> final um couples <sighs> argument of the day let's give you some beautiful beautiful advice and you know what talking about this uh, what we've just said it really really goes in on it so dan moore has written my wife and I both play video games. I get angry and she goes mad at me. But if she does it, it's allowed. <laughs> and you know what? What do we do about this? How do we solve this problem? How is he allowed to get mad at video games? Is she allowed? Should no one get mad? How do how do we equal out this situation? 
Okay, I think it's it's all about how you get mad at video games. So for me, I don't generally get mad at video games. When I do, it's because usually I've been recording something and I've, say, lost footage or whatever. That's mm. when I get upset at video games. And that's not... I don't get angry. I just get, like, mopey and sad and I have to go and have a bubble bath no, to cheer myself up. No, you definitely do get angry. You definitely I don't get, get angry. You do, you do. You get grouchy. Oh. At the least. I get grouchy. I do get grouchy, I'll agree. I get very grouchy. Mm -hmm. And you when you get angry at video games, you do get ang you you get like chouty at the video games and usually the people you're playing against. That's not true. Although quite often yourself actually. Yeah, I don't usually shout at other people. Take that back. That's true. You don't I agree. You don't ever shout at other people, but you do just shout as if you like shouting into the void at yourself like if you're playing CSGO I can hear every time you miss a shot because it's like <laughs> you know my recent thing is like if I lose a clutch I legitimately bang on my table and go no <laughs> you don't do that you don't need to do that that's terrible don't do that do no but it's in it kind of jokey way it's kind of ironic i know but eventually it won't be ironic it'll be second nature next thing you'll be punching monitors <laughs> god no i'm never gonna get that far but i think some aggression in video games is like okay i mean look at the smash bros pro scene how many of those pros have broken control? the smash bros pro scene is a nightmare and should not be emulated in any way <laughs> shape or form it is right. one of the worst pro scenes of any video that's game that's what i'm saying so that's where they've <laughs> taken the their aggression, their aggression too far i think if you're getting to the point where you're physically breaking things or leaving your video game upset and angry like in general um like i don't leave csgo angry ever like i can be angry within the game but if i lose i'm fine with it and if i don't i'm fine with it but like if Except i win when you're not. i really like it when i win um no, and I'm, if you lose three games in a night and end up not winning you come off and you are sad i'm sad i'm not angry difference yeah you're not angry that's true that's true um but how do we solve this how do we solve this how yes. to reduce is this how to reduce anger or how to make it equal because she's allowed I, and he's not allowed i think i think it is just to find the solution to this problem and if she's allowed to do it and that's the agreed thing and he's not allowed to do it and that's the agreed thing then really we can solve this by just having him not be angry and to that i propose that he gets basically uh, a chemical cocktail that removes his ability of anger right so the yes. double standard is allowed to continue obviously well he wouldn't be sad about it or angry because he can no longer be angry or sad <laughs> It works. No, what do you mean? It it would solve the problem. He wouldn't be angry. Not. It does not. Solve he wouldn't. He'd also no longer be angry at her being angry. How about right? How about angry? Create. I think I have a, a new solution. Okay. Create a new double standard, where if she's happy in video games, you don't allow it. <laughs> 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 a 
when you get angry. No, you get upset when she's happy in video games. And then So sorry, wouldn't that just be conditioning her to only be angry? Well, that's what she wants, is it not? She wants to be angry and not him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this sounds like we've created a nightmare in both scenarios but you know that's kind of okay right, that's let's, okay let's think can i think of a better solution to this oh i have a better solution go outside stop playing video games <laughs> no you can't do that don't go outside life sucks the graphics are terrible stop playing video games stop the fps angry. is garbage no, just be angry. Pl or play different games. Like, you know, games that don't make you angry. Like Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Monopoly never makes anyone angry. It really never makes me angry. I don't know the problem people have with Monopoly. Yeah, well, maybe uh, because no one wants to play with you, that would explain why uh, you're never angry because I win. at Monopoly. It's not fun to play against the meta game of Monopoly. It's not fun when every you time you propose Monopoly a deal, whenever, whenever you propose a deal, it's never met by, okay, I'll do this trade. It's always met by, no, I can't deal. If I ever do a deal, it's giving you an unfair advantage and we can never, ever deal. Playing Monopoly with you and your mum is like trying to set up a trade deal with like, I don't know, North and South Korea. It's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> It's never going to happen. It's so true, but the other thing is we'll deal with each other. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody wants to play against two people in a secret pact who trade against pact. each other. We're actually really yeah, not. But you're... Oh if my you God, had you're something I wanted and you had the other one, I would give it to you. Yes, but you'll never ever trade with... If ever, if ever anyone proposes a trade deal to you, you'll just go, no. Unless it's your mum, in which case you trust her to have done a perfectly balanced trade deal with you because she knows that's the only one you'd accept. Although, actually, no, she wouldn't even do a perfectly balanced one. She'd do a trade deal that favours you because she knows that's the only one you'd accept. Correct. So just propose a deal I'd accept. Similarly, oh, God. propose a deal she will accept for being allowed oh. to be angry in video games. Propose <laughs> a deal. You may have to... You may have to pay a tax of walking the dog, making her a cup of tea, and watching some The Real Housewives. Maybe sell her a house after. or two. But, sell her a house, she might not get but angry. But then, maybe you can both be angry at video games. I think we've <laughs> solved it. I really do. <laughs> okay, there we go. We solved it. And I think that's it. We're done for today. I think that's it. We're done for the that's day. It. I'm not playing We're Monopoly. Done. I'm not playing Scrabble. And you know what? Don't want to play Monopoly with you anymore. I am going to keep playing Skyrim. Wow. Good for you. Well, it's been nice uh, hanging out with you. It's been lovely hanging out with you. I hope everyone watching enjoyed hanging out with us today. And yes, make sure to naturally subscribe to the podcast so you get notifications every time we upload an episode. You can even rate it. That's right, you can give it a like or just give it five stars. That way we can abuse our way to the top of the UK charts, yeah. which is um, perfectly balanced as all things should be. And heck, go on to like our Twitter account or our email. Send us in your relationship problems. We'll solve them. Uh, it might not be a good solution. Really? You've seen we've come up with the only solutions to the problem. Jungle Jim, Jungle Jim. Anyway, right, that's it. We're done. We're the Have best podcast. We're the best podcast. Goodbye. Keep watching the best podcast. Bye 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 bye